Welcome to the Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we are talking about human dignity and something called personhood theory and how your view of when someone becomes a human being can change what you believe about everything. Fuller, are you ready? Uh, let's go. Let go. <laughs> Paul Lindgren jam. It's it's uh it makes me happy. It's it 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 gets stuck in my head every time I listen to it. It's like the rest of the day it's just it's just see it's already so it's happy, it's 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 joyful. It is like it was meant to be like it was written to be joyful. No (laughs) way. Yes, the name of that song is called Joy, coming out of the Fruits of the Spirit album by Paul Lindgren. Okay, so has Paul talked about like has he even like start I mean I know he's been working on the other tracks, but has he given you any It's a secret. Paul Paul only gives me snidbits every like six months of stuff and he never gives me anything like really good. Yeah, because he likes it to be a surprise. So, it's so like it's top secret. Is Paul one of those guys where it's almost like it's his baby so much that he doesn't want anyone to see it? So, like it, he keeps it in until he feels like it's it's time to. Paul is very shit on the world. Paul is very critical of his music. He's very critical of his music, and so until he believes that it's there, he doesn't like people to listen to it. What about his wife, though? Oh, I'm you sure. Know? I'm sure she knows. So well, obviously, because she's hearing it. But but you ready for this? I'm I'm actually Facebook messaging Paul right now. Oh no! Because I'm curious. So we're gonna go. Hey, Paul, we are live on the podcast right now and are talking about um, talking about your new music project. Just curious if. You've written any other tracks yet. Love you. Bye. Boop. All right. We'll see what he says. All right. So that was the weirdest. Like people are probably like, "What on earth?" Like, and I, I tagged you oh, in yeah, it too. I, so I make make that. sure you get it. But but either way. So if you normally we talk about supporting us, but let's be honest though. There's a lot of music friends that we've made. What well, we have we have three people that we've four people that we have that we need to uh, push out to. To support four people. Yep, Paul Lindgren. Paul Lindgren is number number one on the list because we just Paul's heard, our buddy. Paul is the well, Paul we, is the friend we, of the podcast. Oh yeah, I mean he's one of my best friends. So uh, number two would be uh, Brandon Soche. Oh Soche, Soche and his new podcast. Which That's right. We gotta uh, go ahead and we'll link that in the show notes so you guys can go check out his podcast. <laughs> Paul Lindgren just Facebook messages back. Not yet. Soon to start working on it. And that's soon to start because... So, Paul, we just want to let you know that we're reading... I mean, obviously, you're probably hearing it now because he's a faithful listener of the podcast. But, yeah, we are reading and typing at the same time. We so. really are. And it's very hard because I I have a very hard time, like... You can't focus. I don't Anyways, multitask. I'll continue to talk. You while continue you... talking while I talk. So with yeah. Bert, oh, Brent. here it is. It's, okay, Abba Father is the name. Uh, that's of right, Abba podcast. Father. So Abba Father podcast. We'll put that in the show. So we'll put Paul Lindgren to. Well, let's put the link for his music, which we always do in our show notes. We'll yep, put, yep. put the one for Abba Father for Brandon Soche. Yep. The next one is the Dudes and Dads podcast, which, if you remember back from a couple weeks ago, we went ahead and did a mashup with the Dudes and Dads. Yep. And uh, you can go check them and, out. And, and, and they recorded an episode with us for their show. Right, and go we check We recorded it. an episode, and it was really fun on their show. on their episode too. It was really fun. So if if you want to hear that, because it's totally different from what our show was, and we were the ones being interviewed, and I was hyped up on caffeine. Yeah. and it was not a good time. Yeah, it was oh, actually it was a really it was good hilarious. Time. But anyways, go check that out on their Dudes and Dads podcast. And the last but not least. And then last but not least, Mr. John Tibbs. John Tibbs. And if you guys don't know who John Tibbs is after this long and however many times we've mentioned him since we uh, had the conversation with him, go check his music out on Spotify iTunes and every other platform. And, and, and the Patreon page, too, that he has. Oh, because if you sign up for it, he gives you the music 
ahead of time. And uh, if you're going to be in the Midwest, Iowa, Ohio area, uh, check out his touring schedule. He's touring with I Am He's touring with I Am They, bro. Because that's one of my favorite groups, too. Dude, I love him. And yeah. he fits that vibe, that yeah, hipster totally. vibe, dude. So it's not a hipster vibe. It's a folky. I, I still vibe. think you, you and me. I mean, he's coming to Indiana. He's actually going to be really close here in, in the next little bit. Chipotle, Chipotle going down. If you don't know what we're talking about, Chipotle go back and listen to that last is episode. My life. But we need to go travel to Dayton, Ohio, bro, to go hear I Am They and John Tibbs. I think that'd be dope. You get it past my wife, and you set up something for her, and she might because because she she would need to come with us if that was oh, going to happen. She, she, yeah, because I am they is one of her favorite groups. So, so we can get a hotel room. So we would have to, uh, yeah, we'd have to stay overnight probably. Unless we just want to drive through the whole night. Yeah, we'd probably just drive. Back, I got but. teenagers, bro. I got like forty-five of them. We can figure something out. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, I trust. I trust Jess Lay and and Kara and, and Cassidy. I trust all them. So, anyways, I don't. <laughs> I don't trust Eli with my kids alone. But because because <laughs> Eli forgets they exist. No, I'm totally kidding. Eli's pretty, pretty. Actually, Eli's a really good babysitter too. But either way, we're not here to talk about babysitters. We're here to talk. About something, human, a word that you don't even human know. Human dignity and personhood theory. Okay, I've ask your question. never heard of this in my life. And I did not either. So I actually brought the book with me here. I'm going to hand it to you. I'm going to hand it to love you. Love thy body. Have I showed you this book before? No, Nancy Pierce. Nancy Pierce. So I love Nancy Pierce's writing. She is a, um, for, for lack of a better word, a very bright mind in the ethics space for Christianity. Robert George from Princeton University writes, liberal secularist ideology rests on, rests on a mistake, and Nancy Piercy, in her terrific new book, puts her finger right on it. In embracing abortion, euthanasia, homosexual conduct, and relationships, transgenderism, and the like, liberal secularism is philosophy as well as theological unsomething, untenable. He's I, from he's from Princeton. I so have no clue what he just said. But so this, I'm even more confused now than from the beginning of the podcast. It's a pretty dope cover, though, isn't it? So the way Mark and I like to do podcasts, by the way, is like we record two a night, and one of us writes one, and one of us writes the other, and that way it's like a real conversation, you know? Yep. yep. That way, you know, one of us doesn't know anything about the subject, and the other person does like the research or whatever, and gets stuff around to it. So. This is the one that Mark wrote, so I have no clue. <laughs> I purposely not have read it, so it's a it's a nice and organic conversation. And I am gonna so I'm gonna teach you a little bit tonight. So, I'm gonna teach you a little bit, and this is something I was hoping to get Soche on the episode. But about. You, sh- you always know when you start throwing new stuff at me, I am very pessimistic about. Yes, it you are every time. And then so. Janiel always agrees with me, and then <clears throat> it's a good time. We'll see what happens. So, um, but this is Let's a go. so this whole idea of personhood theory I got from this book, Love Thy Body, and I like. It was one of those books that um, I was talking to Soche about because Soche, right? He goes, dude, you have to read this book. And I'm like, well, that's cool. I don't read books. So I get them on Audible. So I got the Audible book and holy crap, I need to own this book. And then I was talking with a teenager and gave her my copy. And then I bought a new copy for myself um, because this book is amazing. Because rather than take the issues at face value, let's talk about just abortion or transgenderism or uh, homosexuality or... Um, euthanasia, instead of going at them as topics, she actually has a, she, she, she raises the level of conversation. Um, if you know Francis Schaefer, which, which do you know Francis Schaefer at all? No. Um, he is a very bright mind. I think you would enjoy his readings. He's, he's a bit of a hippie, kind of like you. So he wait, writes some fun wait, stuff. Wait so, a second. Why am I considered a hippie? Because you just do your thing, bro. You don't care what people think. You do your thing. Do what you got to do. And you, and you're an independent-minded thinker. Put it that way. You don't just drink the Kool-Aid. But the Kool-Aid's good. <laughs> you don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> I don't drink. But Kool-Aid. but either way, Francis Schaefer, he has this whole idea of the upper story room or and yeah. the, the the lower story, and having those whole conversations of of raising the level of conversation. That's what he likes to do. So that's what she does in this book. And the idea behind it is based on your. You can just leave it down there. Based on your answer of personhood theory. It will actually answer what you believe on its own. So let me ask you this. How many scriptures are in this book? At the beginning, a lot when she's setting the stage. And then it goes to psychology? No, no, actually. So, so, so. That was a question, by the way, for if people couldn't tell that sometimes people have a hard time 
No, that, that's a question. That's yeah. no. So, so, but I want to talk less about the book because it, it goes into that and more of just that was more more so the the book set the stage for this idea of personhood theory, and in the personhood theory, which I wasn't even going to get to this yet, is all about when does someone become a person, and when does someone stop becoming a person? And obviously, Christians, we have answers for that. But the world, it's that's where the fight comes in terms of because. You know, for for abortion, they talk about okay. So when does a person become a baby? Because a human has rights, value, purpose, and all these different things. But AKA if it's not a human rights, it's not a person yet. So therefore, has no rights. So that's the conversation. Right. But before we even jump into that, I want to at least set some ground definitions so we're on the same page. Okay, go. Is that for good? It. Is that good? Is that okay? So don't bore our listeners though. No, so make it exciting. This won't be as boring as the enneagram. Um. <laughs> Where it took 40 minutes for me just to set <laughs> yeah, the stage. You got five. All right. So set it. Here's the question of what is human dignity? All right. We're gonna talk about right, human dignity, it. and we're gonna talk about that first, then go into personal theory, and then go into the, the the moral argument. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So, what is human dignity? This comes straight from the the Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity at Trinity International University over in Deerfield, Illinois. And they answer that question by stating this. Human dignity is the recognition that human beings are worthy of a particular level of esteem or respect simply because they are human beings. Human dignity is the way of expressing the value of human beings. And honestly, people agree this across the board. I mean, would, would, you, would you agree in our society that everyone says, yeah. because you're a human, you have human rights. worth? Right. right. There's human rights and even Declaration of Independence. We're all created equal. Right. Which is funny when you think about a lot of things with that. But, you know, this is what society has always done. And, and it's a hot topic right now. Right. Like human um, value and dignity and worth is right now blowing up with all the, the the racial tensions that we're having where, you know, black lives matter, too. It's the fact of just because you're white or black or Mexican, we're all one human race. Right. You know, so we all have value just because we're human beings. Right. Um, and, and even, you know, topics that relate to human dignity more than just race, but the whole idea of an upper and lower class also is affected by this, where whether you're rich or poor, we all have rights that we sh- should be able to have simply because we're human beings. Now, what those rights are, we have different perspectives, perspectives on. on it. But even gender equality is is the biggest one for human dignity with, you know, the modern feminism movement, where it's the fact of women aren't just property. We're not we, but, you know. Women are people, too. And the fact of women's suffrage, where it's like women should have equal rights of votes, equal say. We should have an equal seat at the table. All these different things because we inherently have the same value and worth. And this is where the big push for sex slavery and liberating those who are stuck in the sex in the slave trade right. comes from. Because at the end of the day, we're all worthy of a particular level of esteem or respect. Why? Because we're humans. And honestly, I would say everyone agrees with that. I mean, what, would would you say the same thing, or what are your thoughts just so far? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally do not know anybody that thinks that <laughs> equality is is for, you know, or you know, the lack of equality is right. You know that we should we're all made in the image of God. So right, and and you know, um, whenever you look at jobs boards, they they always have that clause where we hire. Not based off of sexual orientation or religion, this, or that, the other. Or it's the fact or... of we hire the best candidate because right. everyone right. has an equal shot at this. Just the best person is going to come out ahead. Right. Um, and and what's really fascinating and really fun, there's been a lot of research on this lately, is the fact of Christians have been human rights warriors for forever. Right. Now, I will say this. Christianity has had a really rough stretch over the years with a lot of things, um, particularly Southern Baptists. Like, uh, the, the church that we're a part of, Southside, is a Southern Baptist church. And where Southern Baptists came from is the fact of they disagreed with the people in the North on slavery. Let, let, let me clarify something here, though. Okay. Christianity, Christ followers, the believers, followers of the way. Right, 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 right. yep. Is different than a religious organization such as the Southern Baptist Convention. Correct, correct, correct. So, Christendom. The the Bible agrees that we're all made in the image of God. Correct. Yeah, Genesis there's 127. Just, there's just been some misinterpretations on different sex. Ways that uh, works right, out, right. Just like Crusades back in the 
back, 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 way on back, medieval days. Right, so, definitely, and it's anyways, more the fact of, but but you know, when you look at when Christianity was first formed with the Judeo-Christian values, who are the ones that started the hospitals and the higher learning educations right. and um, orphanages, and who are the ones that were rescuing the girls left on the street because Romans didn't want that, or there was too many kids, so they were just trying to kill kids. Who were the ones that were saving everybody? Um, who took care of the widows and the orphans that couldn't take care of themselves anymore. It was the Christians, the followers of the way. They were the ones stepping up to do this. Why? Because everyone is made in God's image. And so for us as Christians, I mean, you know, why do Christians believe that all humans have worth, value, dignity, and and should be shown respect of that is very simple. It's the fact of we're all made in God's image. Where does that come from? Genesis 1, 27. So right at creation, at the very beginning. And so it's kind of fascinating that, you know, the Judeo-Christian value of human rights and human dignity was from the beginning of our time. It's interwoven in creation, dude. Like when God created it, he created humans with separate from creation. I mean, it's separate from the rest of creation and and, and all these different things. So so right off the bat with human dignity. And and I just want to throw out here, you know. I'm in preaching mode, bro, so feel free to slow me down. All right, I'm going to slow you down, or else we're only going to have like a 15-minute podcast. Which will be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mm. Human equality is different than human-animal equality. Okay, what do you mean by that? So we have a lot of, maybe not people that listen to us, but in, in society there's a lot of animal rights activists. Oh right? my good. Yeah, tons. Absolutely tons, dude. It's a huge movement. Save the sea turtles. Which is fine. We're I mean, we're supposed to take care of the planet that God is a Well, we were us. called to be stewards of that. Stewards. But we're also called to have dominion. And we there's a difference. We have a soul. Right. Humans have a soul. So the, the humans and animals are not equal. I just mm-hmm. wanted to clarify that before we move on, since we're talking about the beginning of creation. Yeah. Um, well let, let's park here for a little bit. Let's park here and chat. Let's park here in chat. Put it in park. You know, so it's like, cause I firmly believe that what you've, which we talked about faith and science a few episodes ago. Yep, yep. Um, but I, I believe that was episode twenty nine. Episode twenty nine. Bro, back normally I'm the ones pulling facts out of my butt, but Boom. look at you go. Let me just do the sochet, shoot the devil, the finger, <laughs> finger guns. Nobody finger can guns. see us because we don't have video yet. But yeah, that's sochet. <laughs> we love you, Soche. But, uh, but you know, I firmly believe, but what you view or how you understand creation, what you believe about creation, shows how you view God. Right. But more than that, just how we even perceive the world to work. You know, and if we view creation as this thing where God made this beautiful earth, it was wonderful, it was good, it was perfect, and he made animals and he made humans distinct from animals, you know, that shows that mankind is, we're different. Than the rest of creation, right? You know? Exactly. I mean, we're even different than angels. You know what I mean? Like the angels are like, wow! Like, <laughs> look at these people, this creation that God loves. Like, and, and know, one it, day I don't understand how this will work, but we'll rule, right? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, that's what the Bible says what, that we're going to rule over over a- angels. I mean, <laughs> it's just like what, what? That's a lot of pressure, God. <laughs> a lot of pressure. But but either way, so so as Christians, I mean, we talk about can faith have this, you know, place with science. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, if for, for us Christians, before we even talk about anything with abortion or um equality with genders and right. these different things, we we all have to come to the logical conclusion of if we believe God. If we believe that he's an all good, all loving, all powerful, all creator God, right. he made humans with value and worth and dignity, and he loves his creation. In fact, he sent his son to die for this creation that we screwed up exactly. because because he wanted us back. Um, but you know, so human dignity is one of those things where I don't think anyone in their right mind would disagree at all yeah. that 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 all humans have worth now to what extent versus other things okay there's room for conversation in there so the question is though is why is there such a disagreement then on things like abortion and things like sex slavery or just slavery in general or within the church or within society in society if everyone believes that humans have rights and dignity and worth, why are so many people 
okay with euthanasia or if someone goes into a like like that one girl who um she she went to the 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 coma was in the vegetative state and the whole family wanted her to be saved but the husband wanted to pull the plug and there was right. this massive lawsuit and that's where a lot of this whole idea of personhood theory comes from because personhood theory just in short of what is personhood theory personhood theory asks the question when does a person become a human and when does someone cease to become a human? And and the reason why that's important is, you know, everyone believes in human dignity and equal rights. But the question is, when does a person become a human? And when does someone cease to become a human? If someone is not deemed to be a full person, then they don't have the same rights right. as when they would or used to be a human. And where do these worlds collide? If someone can dictate when someone is a person then they can dictate if they have any worth. And if they don't have any worth, then it doesn't matter what we do with them. And that's why this whole idea of, of abortion and euthanasia are the two biggest ramifications for this. Right. And so, so the question that I kind of want to talk about today is, as a Christian, from a Christian worldview, you know, we're, we're, a, we're, we're, we're two Christians. It's a Christian podcast. It's we, real talk. It's real talk. So right. when does someone become a person... And what should we do about it? How should that affect our whole worlds? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna just bust out the Bible because that's what I do. <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> uh, Jeremiah one five. Okay. Jeremiah one f- Old Testament. All Jeremiah right, bro. One five. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. And appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Now, this was God speaking to Jeremiah. Right, right. Specifically Jeremiah. So, but if God knew Jeremiah before he was before he was in his mother's womb and had set him apart and appointed him, wouldn't you see say he was a person before he was in his mother's womb? Right. I and, mean, and and even so is it Psalm one thirty nine? Is that where it's like uh I know that's where the dangerous prayer comes in, where right. search my heart. But I, yeah, verse 13 says, You form my inward parts. You knitted me together. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And it talks about this whole idea of, you know, God loves his creation even before, quote-unquote, we're popped out of the womb and start breathing and right. learning and, and having all these different things. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, the question is, is why is this whole idea of personhood theory important? You know, like right. that's, that's kind of where we're going with this. And this might end up being a short podcast. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I, not. We seem to get deterred a lot or go we, we do We do get deterred yeah. a lot. Anyways, go ahead. Um, so, so this is why it's important to me. And this is why it's something that I've been chewing on a lot. All right. So, um, and this is where we can get into the whole good conversations of morality and moral argument and this type of stuff. But if someone believes in evolution, we're going to go here, all right? So if someone believes in evolution, that we all have a common ancestor, survival of the fittest, we just came from, I don't want to say we came from a, like, you know, a fish, and then a fish became a bike, and then the bike became an eagle, and the eagle then became a, that's not how it works. I hate it when people, Christians do that, because um, that's illogical. But at the end of the day, you know, if someone believes in evolution, my question is, is why, why is there equality? Because, you know, if, if if we believe in evolution, that we all came from a common ancestor, it's survival of the fittest, if you're just weak, does it really matter? Hmm. You're the weaker you're the weaker being, so therefore you don't deserve to be here on this earth, and the more weak we kill off, the stronger we can be. Well, I think from a Christian standpoint, um, you, you, you can't really believe, if you're a Christian and you've read your Bible and you're you truly believe that it's the infallible word of God. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can't believe in evolution because we just talked about how we have dominion over over the earth, correct? As as right. people that are as creation that is created in the image of God. And some people will say that the animals all evolved into different things over billions of years and God created humans. But, but, but how can that be when when Adam named the animals one? All right. We find yep. that in Genesis one. And if if animals, plants, whatever, don't have souls, God did not. It, Genesis does not say, and God took the animals and the plants and breathed the breath of life into them. No, He said that for 
for Adam. Mm-hmm. He breathed the breath of the life into Adam. And so because of that, that's that's where most theologians get soul from. You know, that's the soul. God is breathing that life, that soul. And we are the only creature, only creation like that. It does not say that God breathed the breath of life into a molecule, which turned into a tadpole, which turned into a frog, which turned into a whatever, you right. know, down mm-hmm. the road. And so for me, I just biblically cannot see, biblically, um, how evolution could be correct. Now, the equality comes in is that God says, and we're going to create man. Man in our image. In our image, yep. right? And then we are going to create woman from man, which is in my image, so it's it's still an image, to be a helpmate. And so this is where the equality stays. It's not to be a slave mm-hmm. or a servant, you know, women's rights. It's to be a helpmate. It's a partnership. And so that's where that equality comes in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so, you know, when we talk about this whole idea of, of the equality, um, you know the 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 argument and the fight. Here's here we go down our rabbit trails. Right, you know this go. is one of the arguments that they make for you know women leadership in the church and other things like that. Where it's the conversation of, okay, so since there's neither slave nor Greek, Jew or free, but we're all one in Christ, we're all made in the image of God. Right? How come throughout history women have always been suppressed as the lower class? So, <laughs> which I will say the Old Testament is a patriarchal society, you, but however, our society, I mean, the question is, you know, we talked about this, what create, like who creates culture is culture bad or is culture good. Right. And you know, the Old Testament is very much a so, patriarchal society. So it's the way God set it up. Okay. Okay. Now don't get mad at me. I'm not God. This is the way God set it up. And it, this, <laughs> we're all God's creation. So if you don't like it, I mean, Tough cookies. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. But God has placed headship over on men. All right. Mm-hmm. So men are, we hear about the head of the household, men treat your wives like Christ treats the church because Christ is the church, uh, the head over the church, um, so on and so forth. It's just a role. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you less, right? Right. But it does um, create more responsibility on the man to lead his family, right? Mm-hmm. And it creates a lot more responsibility on the woman to follow with the man in that partnership and be that help mate, okay? So I always uh I always personally think about it in a way of um it's God took two parts of his personality, right? Okay, okay, two parts of his personality. Okay. So if you if you think about Men and women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm typically, scientifically, men are more logical thinkers, right? As a whole, this is this is what as a whole, this is what scientific whole. people say, right? right. Okay. Well, scientifically, Psych- yeah, yeah, we're different. We're different. So, so we tend to be more uh, not as uh, emotionally caring, but more logically thinking, right? Typically, I'm not saying it, I'm not throwing a blanket statement and saying it's everybody. Just saying, typically. and not saying that that's a bad thing either. No, no, you know. And then, typically, uh, and I'm going to explain this a little bit more. Okay, mm-hmm. but typically, women are more emotionally uh, caring, just like children. This is why. Um, that's why normally mothers are nurturers, right? Exactly. So, <clears throat> and dads are rub some dirt on it. Yeah, put some dirt on it, walk it off. Uh, anyways, so the way I look at it is that God did not just create. Adam in his image, but he created Adam and then Eve in mm-hmm. his image, right? Um, and breathed the breath of life into him. And God put par- half of his personality in man and half of his personality in women. And so when the two come together and become one, just as the Father and the Spirit, or our Father and Christ are one, then you see the whole attribute of God. As that partnership working together. Now I know it's a little far fetched. That's just, I know. I mean, you can't see my face, but I'm like, huh? You're like, what? This guy's, because this guy's lost his crackers. Well, I mean, I, I think it's more the fact of. But here's here's why I say that. Yeah, so no, no, keep going, keep going. So you look at at the God of the Old Testament, as people like to say, right? Right. Uh, he was very um, 
let's just say uh, he's what you think of when you think of like the old school mythical gods. Right. Right. Exactly. Jealous, vengeful, kill right. everybody. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You, you you better obey or perish. <laughs> Turn or burn. <laughs> Listen to the previous from the episode. previous episode. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and then you see the God of the New Testament who sent his son to die on the cross to save us from our sin, that loving, that caring, that nurturing mm-hmm. side. But they're both the same God. Right, right. So there's two different. So you see that the Old Testament side of God and you see the New Testament side of God. And I believe that. So are you saying the gods are different? The God of the Old Testament is different from the no, God of the New Testament? No, I'm saying the God is the same. Same God. Okay. Displaying two different attributes of himself. Just like when a when a man and a wife come together in a marriage, right? Just like when Christ and the church come together in similar fashion. Mm-hmm. You see the full attribute of God. That's why if they work together, if the marriage is good, the man can do the the things God calls him to as the woman as the wife helps him. And you see that full attribute of love, of leadership, of caring, of logic. You see it all wrapped up into one. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm gonna chase this rabbit a little bit. Right, so for it. for you as a husband, as a father, right, um, you and Janelle are different. Completely oh, yeah. different. We all like Janelle better. Exactly. Sorry, buddy. Oh, so hey, I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like myself <laughs> as much as Janelle. I like Janelle, so you know, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm I'm glad you like your wife. <laughs> I'm glad you like your wife. But what are the ways that you show Janelle that she, you know, has that equal value and worth mm. and dignity? And we're going dudes and dads style on this one. Oh, so boy. rapid fire. We, before we go into you know the personhood theory and why Christians should. should uh, care oh. about that. What what are, what are ways that you, as a husband and as a father, show that equal worth and value mm. to your wife? Yeah. So I'll give a small example, and it's it's crazy that uh, I just came up with it off the top of my head because I wasn't expecting this question. Yeah. This was this was just off the cuff, man. Yeah, and, see, so. and that's it. All these notes that you see, dude, were just set up to, for this. Right. So go ahead. Uh, my wife Janiel, uh, I think about. Um, our financial situation, you know, our finances. Okay. All right. So okay. just just last night, all right, we get my paycheck, you know, whatever. It's not my money, it's our money. That's the way I look at it. That's the way she looks at it. And we sit down and we do the budget. And if we have any extra, it's okay, let's come together and let's talk about how we will spend this extra money. Do we pay off this bill? Do we pay off that bill? But it's that equal ownership of that budget. All right. And that's just a small example of that that my wife has just as much say in our finances as I do. But to even take it a step farther, like when I switched my job careers, mm-hmm. okay? Which, which, how many years ago was that? Three. Three. Three years ago. I didn't make that decision without my wife. I don't make the decisions without talking to my wife. We're partners in this together. What affects me affects her. What affects her affects me. It's part of that companionship together. Same way what we do as a church affects Christ, whether, you know, it hurts Christ, whether we, you know, hurt that relationship between us and Christ. Now, Christ never does anything, so it's usually all on our end, Mm -hmm. whether we hurt our relationship with with Christ. Um, But we know that when we do sins, he doesn't like it. (laughs) And you got to think as a father or as a bridegroom um, that that would have to hurt him. But yeah, that's just some... So, and and this is... I mean, this next question that that popped into my head is one that I don't know if we can necessarily answer, but, you know, there's so many people in, in church, even right now, where the wife is basically a doormat. Yeah. Like, she's a—we, <laughs> back at the church that we were at back in Northwest Indiana, the the Hiles Anderson, uh, the joke was always, I mean, the women were just wallflowers. Mm. They had their faces pretty, they just sat there, they had babies, they cooked, you know, in the kitchen, barefooted and pregnant— and that's it. That's all. That's all a wife was good for was to raise, you know, good Christian kids. And that's it. The man is does everything he wants. So why do you think us as a culture, as a Christian culture, has this view that women should just be doormats? And and you know, even though God loves us both, men are better. Um, that makes sense. I I can say that I think that men throughout history have misinterpreted what God said to Adam and Eve mm. after the fall. Okay. So God told Adam that he'd worked the ground, right? Right. Until he died. 
I mean, obviously. From the sweat of your brow. Right. Yeah. And that women would have to bear the pain of childbirth. Mm-hmm. Right. That was the curse. Those were the curses. So the guy's thinking, well, I'll, I just got to work, but, you know, she's just meant to have babies. That's the way they read into it. Well, she's just got to have babies, and that's not the way it is at all. And that's not the way God intended it to be. Mm-hmm. They were, if you look and really study Adam and Eve in the garden, right? Right. They were partners. I mean, they they took care of the Garden of Eden together. It doesn't say that Adam directed Eve around. And it doesn't say Eve. No, they were partners. I mean, even the right. Bible says a helpmate, which right. doesn't mean a slave, a servant. It's it's a right-hand partnership. It's, it's like, all right, so you're working at McDonald's, right? I'm going to make this real simple. <laughs> Back to McDonald's. All right, so you're working at McDonald's. I I got my, my degree in burgerology. Yeah, your hamburgerology. So there's two fryers. Right. So you can't run two fryers to fry fries to keep up with orders by yourself. So they get you another employee. That's your helpmate. Right. Same thing. You're you're no better than that person. No, you're working together for you're, a common cause exactly, and a common goal. Exactly. Exactly. And you might have different roles in that. Like Chick Fil A. Let's go with Chick Fil A. Actually, this is you know an easy one. The fry person is the fry person. The chicken person is the chicken right. person. There the bagger go. is the bagger. They have their roles. That doesn't mean one's better than the other. No, they're all the same employee, same pay. Unless you're the that. manager, then you are better than the rest. Well, that's, <laughs> that's just God's role. He's that, the manager <laughs> and the owner and the operator yeah, and the creator. Yeah, right. But um, so that's the kind of way just to simplify it a little bit. That's how I look at it. Just like you said, Chick Fil A. So I'm the fry guy and my wife's the chicken lady. I mean, you know, we're working for the common goal together to put the order out. That's the easiest way to look at it. Right. So so if we agree with that, I mean, the fact that all humans have value and worth and and we're we're equal in that status. Podcast over. <laughs> Well, shifting gears. All right, let's shift. Why do, you know, why are there so many fights out there about abortion and that, oh, the baby's not a baby until, uh, and I don't even know if you knew this, there's a professor out there, I think he's, I was talking with Soche about this earlier today, I think he might also be at Princeton. He actually believes that a person's not a person until they reach certain milestones. And in his mind, a person's not a person until they're like first grade. So in other words, my son, Elliot, if I just don't think like, uh, you know, he's just, He's a waste of space, all this different stuff. He's four and a half. He's not really a person yet. I should be legally there's, allowed to end his life. There's and I'm like, that people, made me mad. There's some people out there that do not believe that you're a person until you can be a functioning member of society. Correct. Or, or, or like, you have brain waves, or you can talk, or all these different things. Like, So let me, let me ask you this, all right? Go ahead. Why do Christians believe um, that in the womb you're a person? You answer me. It's because you're still made in. I mean, if you're made in the image of God, therefore we aren't the ones who dictate when someone becomes a person. Where do we get that from? That in the womb. The, where, where where do we get that that we got this from? Where 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 do we get this theology from that that the person is in the womb a person? Uh, a couple of places. I mean. Genesis one is just talks about we're made in the image of God, but let's just let's you see just, Psalm one thirty nine. Yeah, where just, you just form, it's the fact of God formed us in our mother's womb. So the Bible, right? Yeah. Oh, you're we're, looking for the Sunday school answer. I'm okay, giving, I'm, I'm going youth pastor <laughs> on you right here. No, <laughs> no, you're going children's director, bro. So, so I mean, where do we get the Bible from? Easy, easy. We get easy it. Question. Well, it's not from God. It's it's from people who who were inspired by it, the Holy it was, Spirit. It was God breathed, right? Correct. Okay, so. We we get the the sense of morality for when a person is a person uh, from God. Correct. Okay. One hundred percent. We track that. Right. So uh, what about uh, what about murder? Where where do we get that morality from as Christians? The fact of God says, "Do not murder," because if you murder a person, you're you're murdering an image bearer. All right. So um, who is the creator from the beginning? God. Okay. So if we're getting these moralities from God. From the beginning, mm-hmm. so when did you say that morality comes from God? Oh, 100 percent. So why do we lack certain ideas and changing the ideas of uh, you know our morals now? Right, right. Because right, because right now morality is relative. Truth is relative. It's it's if it's true for you, that's okay. Right. So we've we've lost the morals as a, as a society and a whole as a world mm-hmm. uh, because not following God. Right. Same reason why there were slave traders, same reason why uh, there was mistreatment um, even back in the in the biblical times of of servants. Right. You know, it talks about what was it in uh, Timothy. I believe it was in Timothy uh, when 
they talked about uh, masters treat your servants basically treat your servants good. Right. You know? in, in Ephesians, it was the, I mean, you know, it told slaves to obey your masters as unto the Lord. Right. And and I think things get crossed when uh, <clears throat> when men take their own interpretation uh, and and don't listen to God anymore. I think back about the Israelites, okay, coming out of Egypt. They had just seen all these plagues hit Egyptians. They had seen a, a miracle crossing the Red Sea. Moses leaves, and what do they do? They build a golden calf, like but, but, not even thinking. But about why it. they've seen the power of the true God, and yet they're wanting to worship something that's fake. And they, and we even see what they said in Genesis. I don't remember. Or no, no, um, Exodus. Exodus. Wow, Genesis. Wow, come on, Mark. Um, and it was like you know we want something that we can we can see and we right. can feel and and all these different things. So they totally cast God out, even though God. They just saw the power of God. Got them. God had brought them out of slavery, and they were in slavery for. Correct me if I'm wrong. Four hundred years. From time of Joseph to time of Moses, somewhere around in there. Mm-hmm. So God had brought them out of around 400 years of slavery, crossed the Dead Sea. Okay, that's a big thing in itself, right? You know, has been fe- you know has been feeding them all this stuff, and yet they still turn from God, right? It's it's the natural reaction of men to fall back into sin. It's not natural for us anymore since the fall to want to follow God. Mm. And so that's why our morals are where they're at. That's why we think that, hey, I can kill a 10-year-old because they're not a person yet or whatever you want to or whatever or, you want to say. And, and you can and this is where it gets really scary because if we start determining what's right, what's wrong, what's what's morally correct and morally right. acceptable, we can change anything. So right. it's like all of a sudden if someone is mentally handicapped to a certain point, well, they're not a functioning member of society, so therefore, they're not a person, so, and we can we can end their life. Same with an old person. If you're just laying in your bed and you're bedridden for ten years, does that mean you cease to be a person? Right. And then, and this is where it gets really crazy: is if we start choosing what's morally correct or not, then we can't say anything's off the table. So you think of like Hitler killing all the Jews, right? Right. Right. So f- now, or now, Stalin, or you know, or, or any Castro, other, anybody, right. anybody. Yeah, right. and, and now there are. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how people could say the Holocaust did not exist and it yeah. was made up by the U.S. government. Right. Like, are you kidding me yeah. right now? Which, I mean, there's actually an argument of how we can believe the New Testament apostles in the same way that we believe the Holocaust because people lived it and they're like, are you saying my experience, what I went through was not right. real? Right. But, you know, okay, so if we chase this rabbit a little bit, you know, we would say, no, it was morally wrong for Hitler to kill Jews. Right. Now, we got dragged into the war because of Japan bombing Pearl Harbor. When you get close to home, we're going to fight. But we well, also— we were already sending soldiers over to fight in Great Britain's army and give them support oh, yeah. against Germany. Yeah, so. but we entered the war but after yeah. Pearl Harbor. But right. what did we do? We wanted to stop the Nazis. We wanted to you know, put an end to it, this crazy regime that was killing people. I right. mean, it was just morally unacceptable. Right. However, well, it wasn't just Jews. It was you know it was African Americans. It was gay, Christians, everything. gay, yeah, everything. It, it didn't matter. It was whatever was not a Nazi. Because Hitler was trying to create a pure race. Fun fun fact. It sounds a little bit similar to Islam, but I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. Whoa, we went down that hill. Sorry. Uh, anyways, back on track. But um, but but <laughs> anyways, so so if we if we're the ones who say morality is right or wrong you know, about all these various different things, how could we tell Hitler that he was wrong? Because well, in his eyes, morally, he was correct. He was trying to kill the, those who killed Jesus, which are which is funny because Jesus was a Jew, um, and all these different things. We cannot say Hitler was right. wrong because all of a sudden we have changed the definition in terms of morality. And, right. and this is where the argument for morality comes from with apologetics of... Without a moral lawgiver, how can there be any morality? Exactly. And then with with and this is where I come with with what you believe about creation is so important to your worldview because if you believe in evolution, survival of the fittest, well, guess what? The Jews were just weak. All right. those all the, the the people in in Russia that were killed or in communist China, they were just weak. In order right. for our society to grow and be stronger, they needed to die. No, right. I want people to be sure. I am not saying yes, that. yeah, right. <laughs> I believe that those people, Ooh. yeah. Drives me nuts, it, but it, it, it's more the fact. I, I, Mark and I believe that those people and anybody, all these babies, any anybody that is is unjustly murdered, we'll call it that. Yeah, 
um, the people doing it are destroying God's beloved creation. How dare they? Exactly. 100%. That, that's that's what it is. There's a, there's a, a website. I, I pulled it up real quick. Uh, Soche got me onto this, our, our oh, boy Soche. Soche. Called Abort 73. Okay. Um, and I don't know where the 73 came from, but it's all about um, abortion awareness. Mm. And one of the shirts that they have, which in fact, Soche has this sticker on his guitar case um, about abortion because, you know, we kill babies. Uh, uh, the, the stats are on the website. Let me pull it up real fast. Um, nope. Um, man, yeah, they just have stats like off the wazoo, fast facts about abortion, and it's actually kind of sickening to sit here and actually read all these different things. Like, it's just crazy. Um, but you know, a lot of people, most of the victim weigh less than an ounce. Virtually all these babies have heartbeats, right? Um, on average, more than 2,300 human beings are killed by abortion every day in the United States, which we don't have a problem with it, but there's a, a shirt that they have in a sticker that says, would it bother us more if they use guns? Probably. But logically speaking, it shouldn't. Right. And all these different things. But again, who's setting the morals here? Right, and that's it. It's people that, that think they know better, but as history has proven, no man has known all knowledge. No. So how do you know? And, and people will use this argument, and, and in fact, um, I'll even put some of these in the show notes, some of these other podcasts I listen to, finger guns. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the idea of people will say, oh, you know what? Well, society has, has told us that it's not good to kill off the human race and this, that, and the other, but what if, for the sake of society, it was good to kill off the well, human race? What if it was good to do this? What if it was good to... So like, who, like, back in the right? day... I mean, you got to figure out who's right here, because... Even even within the past fifty years, there was a law in China that said, you know, you you only allowed one child, right? The right, because that law. was good for it was good for culture and society, right? But here in America, it wasn't that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was during the time of the of the baby boomers, as you like to say, right? Uh, but you know, so which society was right? How do you know? You know, and right. again, if if we don't look at the laws of God and the Word of God, there is no way of knowing because He's the one that has set up morals for us. And we are the ones that walk away from God. And because of that, we become more and more like Sodom and Gomorrah. And what's crazy about all of this is they have even have stats of if a, a woman who is... Now, now, a lot of times, I will say this, a lot of abortions happen, and not the moms don't always want it. The moms aren't out there trying to do it. It's more yeah. the fact of, I'm too poor. Um there, there actually is not a like the 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 it's it's still not okay, but the 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 statistic of oh well they they conceive because of a rape so what if they don't want it like that's so far down the the, the pole but a lot of times these these moms are in from impoverished areas and all these different things and they're scared they don't know what to do and the second they see a three D ultrasound of their kid they they know it's a human being and we try to dehumanize what's in the womb right because of oh well the 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 I mean I don't want to have to use that voice but because of women rights and and they have control of their own bodies but the question is is what about the doesn't the person on the inside have a say too. Right. Like if we're going to end at the default, the default is life. The default is never death with with human beings. The def- it, the default should be the, the, that God has created something. Right. So if the government stayed out, what what should be the default? Obviously not. Or if people would stay out of the process, and, it's and, life. And how would that be handled? Say say, say uh, you know, I hate to say it, a rape case. Right. And you know how I feel about it. We've talked about it early on in the podcast episodes about how we both detest even... I can't even hardly watch shows that have it in it because it just disgusts me and upsets me so much. Mm -hmm. But say a rape case happened, all right? And say the government wasn't involved and we go by God's standards, which if we went by God's standard and the whole world followed God's standards, there would be no rape, but we don't. So we're going down this rabbit trail. Mm -hmm. So say say it happens. Say a Christian woman gets raped and decides to follow God's laws, doesn't want to have an abortion, and has the baby. And... Um, decides that she's too poor or whatever and, and gives up the baby. What's what's the purpose? What's the next calling? Well, the calling is for Christians to take care of the widows, the orphans, which that baby would be an orphan right now, mm-hmm. the sick, the poor, which would be that woman. So the church has a set of things that we should be doing, 
the problem is is that we as the church are failing mm. in the areas that we're supposed to be reaching out and loving others. And, and this is why I wanted to have this conversation of personhood theory and, and human worth and dignity, because, you know, if we were just going to say, let's talk about abortion or let's talk about this, everything stems from the fact of what makes a human a human? And the answer is, right. now, if if there's no moral law giver, if there's no foundation of truth, well, then the answer is, well, whatever we want it to be. Free for all. Right. It's if, oh, I don't think they're a person. Oh, I think they're a person. Okay, so who's right and who's wrong? Right. And if the answer is, well... Whoever's stronger, that's who's right. Right. <laughs> but if we have the answer of, no, all humans are made in the image of God, and they right. are... They're, they're a work of art. They're right. a beautiful creation. In fact, they aren't just a beautiful creation. They're God's fellow image bearers, and we and we have to step up and and, and <laughs> I, I love this quote. You know, you're supposed to love your neighbor. Who's your neighbor? Everyone you come into contact with. Well, what about your unborn neighbor? Right. Like we're we're supposed to well, be able to take care and, of them too. And I, not as Americans, but as as Christians. I, I don't know if there's. You know? I don't think there's a scripture on this, but you know, we we look at. Genesis and God breathed life into Adam, right? Right. I, I wonder, and this is this is uh, something that I'll have to know when when I move on <laughs> to to heaven. You know, when when, when, I die. when you die, yeah. when I die, not when you or, move on or rapture or however it's going to happen. That's I don't good. Know. I don't believe in the rapture, but no. oh no, I mean, <laughs> another podcast. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so my question would be: In the womb, does God breathe? life into that baby like at conception is there you know we, we always think about oh there's sorry close your ears young listeners there's the egg and there's the sperm and the swims and attaches and however you know uh gestates and all that um but is it more than that is it god breathe you know does god breathe life right into into all that process even though it's a process I'm, I just question. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how to and, answer and that. And what's interesting that, is I think it does, our, our beloved Mayor Pete has actually used the Bible in <sighs> in honor of abortion where he says, you know, well, even God says, you know, the Adam wasn't, which is true. Adam was not a human until God breathed into him the breath of life. So therefore, oh, well, if you're not breathing, well, then you're not a human. And all of a sudden it's like, bro, I, you can't do that. Can I just say... That whenever Mayor Pete tries to quote the Bible, one, it's most of the time it's misused, and two, if he really believes in the Bible, then then he should be having a different lifestyle than living with a quote unquote husband. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to talk about Mayor Pete in this episode, but no, but but anyways, at, go at back to end if you want if you want to hear our thoughts on that, go back to episode ten where we talk about. And in fact, I need to bring I need to bring a certain guest onto the podcast. Um, but anywho, so anywho, back in reverse. So you know how you joked about it being a short podcast. Yeah, we're at the fifty-two minute mark. Oh my goodness! Well, let's let's, uh, let's let's land this let's plane. Land I mean, at the end of the day, this is why I wanted to have this conversation. Is the right. fact of, and you hit it with with the idea of of morality. Mm -hmm. It's the fact of if we're gonna have a set of morals as a society, as a culture, they can't be relative because it. Society culture is always changing and adapting. What might be good for you... It's too fluid. It's too fluid. So as Christians, as humans, we have to look at this whole idea of, okay, well, if there is morality, there has to be a moral law giver. Oh, there is and morality. We, and we, <laughs> right, right. And, and we see that in God. We see that since the beginning of creation. We see that all over the place. And it's the fact of God has made a, a good creation... And he, we are all fellow image bearers, so therefore, all humans have value and dignity right. and worth. And as Christians, we need to choose this day who, whose side we're going to be on. Are we going to be on the side of God and morality, or are we going to be, you know, side on the side of the world and fluidity? Right. And and this is what scares me because you know me, I'm very much I I don't like to burn bridges. I, I like to build bridges. Right. But you know, I think of the apostle Peter and was it John? Where, um, you know, they were preaching the streets and the Jewish leaders were like, you need to stop preaching Jesus. And Peter basically was like, well, I, I fear God more than you. Because, yeah, you might be able to kill my body, but God can kill the my body and my soul. We actually just talked about yeah, that. Yeah, last episode, last episode. Last episode. episode. So. Um, but at the end of the day, the question is, is, us as Christians, is do we have the guts to say, you know what? No, all humans have rights. All humans 
are created wonderfully and beautifully, whether they're men- like like mentally handicapped or right. old or right. broken or unborn or all all these different things. Yep. As Christians, we need to stand by by God's laws and truth and and realize that everything that God created is fearfully and wonderfully made, and God does not make mistakes. He's perfect. Therefore, a perfect God cannot make a mistake. So nothing is a mistake. Mm-hmm. And we need to stand on on this side of the line with God. Right. Because if we don't, we choose destruction. And not only destruction of this physical body, but of our spiritual body, mm-hmm. which God has breathed into us. So that's my final thoughts. You got any final thoughts? Not really. I mean, the whole episode was kind of my final thought. Mine too. It's more of, <laughs> I guess this is it. And, and this is what, what I told the teens um, the, the last time that I taught. And the whole idea of the fact of this is why creation is actually so important. Because what you believe about creation is important because it shows you what you believe about God and how the world operates. Right. And it's so, it's so cool how everything that we're still dealing with today was a part of God's creation, you right. know? It's yep. just it's just super cool. But hey, so so as we land this plane and, and finish out this conversation, um, we would love to know your thoughts, your, yeah. your conversations about human rights and dignity and worth. And if you have even put some pushback about some things we said... Yeah, go for it. Give it to us. Now, I will... Re- I mean, if you're obviously, if you're this far in the episode, you have listened to the episode, because I hate when people respond to things when they haven't listened to anything. Do, see the clickbait so. and be like, oh, let's attack the clickbait. But but <laughs> anywho, so the Facebook bullies. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Facebook, Facebook, it starts with an F. So that's the only thing I can oh. transition into fun facts with Fuller. <laughs> I was like, how do I transition to fun facts with Fuller? Facebook, F, F, fun facts. Oh, fun facts oh. with Fuller. Let's, oh, right. let's do that. So Fuller, do you have a fun fact well, I have for a, us this evening? I have a fun fact, and I don't think anybody can disprove this fun fact unless they've been out of this world. So here's my fun fact like, for like, the like day. Michael Jordan's been out of this world. He's been in the, the Looney Tune world. Space Jam? Count? Yeah. Space Jam. No, no, it does not count. Anyways, you, you ready for this? Or are you going to just. I mean, I'm really not ready for any fun fact okay. you have. So let's, fun let's go. Fact of the day. <laughs> fun fact of the day. Did you know space smells like seared steak? All right. You ready for it? Here's the explanation. When you see footage of astronauts floating peacefully in space, do you ever wonder what do what does space smell like? No, I actually don't. I never did until I read this fun fact. Okay. But, well, according to some former astronauts, space does have a distinct odor that hangs around post-spacewalk. They describe it as a hot metal or searing steak. So there's your fun fact <laughs> of the day. So we have learned that toilets flush in the key of... E flat. E flat. We've learned that lobsters pee on, their pee on themselves to communicate or pee on others yeah, to communicate. Right, yep. We've learned that there's like a bicycle face. The bicycle face we learned with the dudes uh, and the dads. What are some of the older fun facts? I don't even remember some oh, of them. Man, that. I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember. But we, we I feel like we have been blessed with knowledge beyond all comparison because of you, Fuller. There's been a lot of fun facts with there's been Fuller. been a lot of. We, I, I joke about this, but I feel like I need to make an episode of just fun facts, fun facts, fun facts, well, fun we, facts. Remember Remember we did the, the, the rapid fire oh, with Eli with the, with the teens. With the yeah, teens. That was a long time ago. That was, that was, I don't know what numbers, five and six maybe, uh, four and five. Yeah, I don't even remember, it was, dude. No, nah, it, was, it was probably like eight or nine. But Eli came yeah. prepped with questions for you. And I was just banging them right out of the park. It was hilarious. But So we do need to make an episode of Fun Facts with Fuller just you know, a bonus episode. Maybe our our listeners would like a I'm probably shutting us off right now because we're just rambling on. But maybe our maybe our listeners would like a patrons page and we can like make that part of it. Just saying, like, hey, here's like a fun facts with Fuller episode. Thank you. Patrons only. Thank you, and thank you for your business. But <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But seriously, man, if you guys want to continue the conversation online, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter email we would love to keep having these conversations and if there's a question that you have about faith culture and society hit us up with that too that'd be dope that'd be pretty dope (laughs) but until next time friends take it easy
Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.